why are we not living within the greatness that we have within us? I went on a quest to understand. I wanted to know. My belief is that there is no limitation to you. There's only the belief that there is one. So our outcome is to create a movement, a movement of light warriors, because we're looking for each other. When you're in a community where we all hold each other and we are witness to each other's greatness, we see you before you could see it yourself. You, we catch a blind spot, we're there for it. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible, amazing, spectacular guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is my sister from another mister. She is one of the most powerful, fierce, gracious, graceful women on the face of the planet. She was the number one coach at the company of the number one transformational leader in the world. She now is part of the incredible 111 Days to Greatness, which Mark Von Muser talked about. And she also has her own incredible series of programs under the banner of Fierce Grace. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Jesse Torres. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you, Nikki. So excited to be here. So excited to have you. I here. always love your intros. They're so much fun, packed with energy and punch. Just so amazing. <laughs> Jesse, I love it. I love it. We like to think that we are like the Bruce Buffer of the podcast introduction space. You know who Bruce Buffer is? The fellow from the UFC? Ah. <laughs> it does well, all the intros. Introducing in the red corner. Well, he's anyway. standing behind you, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, God bless your heart. God bless your heart. So, Jesse, um, the folks that listen to the show, these are good, heart-driven men and women. They're entrepreneurs. They're freedom lovers who want to have their vision come alive. They want to live life as the best version of themselves. They're here because they want not to learn from me because I'm here every week. They want to learn from you. But before they can learn from you, they got to get to know you. They got to open themselves up to you. So let's open their hearts to you. Jesse Torres, how'd you get to be the great Jesse Torres? Tell us your backstory. Well, I am thrilled to be here, number one. And the backstory, although somewhat extensive, it really, to put in a nutshell, has been a process of just the human experience, living life and going through our ups and downs, having my own share of, of trauma and, um, you know, very, very drastic situations that really caused me to seek what was it that was blocking me from living the life that I desired? What was blocking me from living in greatness? You know, it's like I got at 38, I, I had three kids and I was coming up to a divorce I'd had abuse in my background. I've had, you know, um, my brothers murdered and a lot of different trauma. But at this stage, 38 years old, I was like, I don't even know who I am. 
And I, I went on a quest to understand. I wanted to know why the human being creates limitations. Why are we not living within the greatness that we have within us? And so I started to read. I started to go to therapy. I started to go to seminars, workshops, whatever it was I could to understand why my dad did what he did, why my husband did what he did, and why I allowed it. And I, it created a kind of an insatiable hunger to understand. And from that, it led me to just doing so many things. And um, one of my therapy sessions, I asked my therapist, like, I want to do what you do, but that's a lot of school. And this is back in 2005, I want to say. Um, and she's like, you should be a coach. And I'm like, what is that? What do you mean? A soccer coach? Like, I had no idea what it was. And, <laughs> you know, I started to look it up. And once I started to do it, you know, you kind of go, you put yourself through it as you learn it. And once I got into it, I absolutely loved it. And then subsequently have, you know, worked with the, the greatest co coaching company in the world. Um, and I've also gone through my own uh, shamanic apprentice, apprenticeship just to, again, I wanted to go beyond the shifting your mindset. You know, it's deeper than that. I, I wanted to get to my own spiritual connection and my own healing process. And so I've done multiple other certifications. But again, what's gotten me here is my passion and my hunger to help people understand that we understand pain is a part of life, but suffering, you just don't have to have it. it. There's a way to be able to circumvent the tragedies that have happened in your life and to find the gift in it. How do we find the, the, the light in the darkest moments of our pain? And how do we alchemize it into something beautiful? And so I'm really passionate about, you know, being able to help people. And, and you know, my, my journey has what, is what's taught me the most. Amen, sister. Wow, that's incredible. I know a little bit about your story because you and I know each other. We're friends. But um, it's absolutely mind-blowing to me that so many people suffer. Mm -hmm. And I've been one of them. I've suffered by letting myself just dwell on the pain again and again. And then I look at someone like you who's gone through things that I can't even imagine. And yet, you have endured the pain and released the suffering. And if you wouldn't mind, talk about that for a minute. You know, I'm not saying it's easy, but it is simple. It's a choice, right? It's a choice. Now, and I just had this conversation with a lady who lost her husband two years ago to cancer in a matter of two months after finding out. And she's like, I just don't know. I don't understand. I want to, but I can't. I don't know how to do it. And when my older brother was killed 30 years ago, I turned my back on anything in regards to faith. I, I, I was so angry. I flipped God off. And I said, I don't even know if you exist. And if you do, I, don't, I hate you for taking my brother. And so in that moment, I was filled with so much anger and so much pain that I couldn't justify, I couldn't qualify. Like, how is, how is this my reality? This is what you see on TV. This isn't what happens to me. You know, and I remember after that happened, I went to the grocery store for the first time and the bag lady was smiling and so nice. And I literally looked at her like, how could you smile right now? Like, that's how I felt. Like, don't you know what just happened? And it wasn't until a moment, honestly, that I saw my brother. It was a, it's a very profound moment of like cathartic crying. And I saw him and he just did with his hand like this. And what I could see was white. It looked like figures. It's really hard to explain. But all he said was just everything is as, as it's supposed to be. And I didn't quite know what it meant, but it brought me calm. 
it brought me understanding and I, I knew that he was okay. And from that has been a trajectory of my own drop to my knees moments. And last year, 30 years later, almost to the day, um, my little brother was murdered. And I got to tell you, Nikki, <laughs> it was like, I thought, now I, I'm no fool to believe that I'm not going to have challenges. Life is filled with them. But I thought I had seen my darkest days. I thought, I thought I, 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 I'd been there, done that. I, I had the abuse. I had the suicidal tendencies. I had the murder. I had, the, I had it, right? And, and I'm, I'm still navigating life through challenges. But this one threw me for a loop. And what I received it as, now my conviction is understanding that everything happens for our highest and greatest good, even the suck. Because if I don't buy into that, I will suffer. Because at the end of the day, do I wish my brother was here every single day? But he isn't. And when I argue with that, it shouldn't have happened. It's an argument with reality. And when you argue with reality, you lose 100% of the time. So now I am inviting sorrow. I'm inviting my sad. Now, granted, I, I am an advocate for feeling your feelings. This isn't to bypass what we're feeling. It's to choose to not suffer in it. So in the moment where I'm having to eat my own medicine, <laughs> um, bigger than I ever imagined, you know, I, in, in my, in my deepest sorrow, I was able to witness my brother's, he's got nine children altogether that he left behind, but three mm -hmm. of them are in their early twenties and they had never met before. They were all from different mothers and I was able to be witness to them loving each other like they've known each other their whole lives. I was witness to, you know, my family showing up in a way I've never seen before. I was witness to people posting on his Instagram how he changed their lives. So there's always beauty to be found, which is not taught to seek it. And the deeper that I had pain, the deeper I understood the depth of my love. If I didn't love as deeply, it wouldn't hurt as bad. So I just, I, I honor that part of myself that needs to grieve. And I honor the part of myself that is sad. And, and I went through rage. But I also honor that this is, if I trust that it's divinely orchestrated, then how is this here for me? And one of the examples that I use is uh, John Walsh, who is the gentleman that uh, started America's Most Wanted. He started America's Most Wanted because God knew that he was going to be the one that was going to save millions. And his little six-year-old was kidnapped and murdered. And it was the catalyst that woke him up to make the difference. So if I understand it, do I like it? No. Do I wish it was different? Yes. But it is what is. And so I have to seek for the light. What do, if, if God meant for both my brothers to be taken from me, then what do I do to alchemize my pain into something beautiful? How do I show up now in the world with this kind of tragedy? And I get to make that choice. So for me, every time I think of my pain, I think of my deepened conviction to utilize it to something beautiful and to help serve others out of pain as well. That's so beautiful. It's heart-wrenching and beautiful at the same time. God bless you, Jesse Torres. You're a beautiful soul. Thank you. And Jesse, our mutual friend and brother from another mother, Mark Von Muser, 
um, has been a man who has done some incredible things. He's worked with some incredible leaders. He's helped them spread their reach out to the world in a big way. But you and I have both said for years that Mark at some point needs to do this himself for himself because his energy is too big to be contained as a second fiddle to anybody. And he's finally decided that it's time. And he's out there helping people get to their greatness. And I know that you, you've teamed up with him to put together this absolutely beautiful um, opportunity. And I think the best way to speak about it is to call it an opportunity. I think you would agree with me because this is something he's doing practically for nothing. Right. To help the good men and women, the light warriors, get out of their pain and suffering and into the best version of themselves. Would you mind sharing your take on this? Because I know Mark's take is Mark's take, but you have a beautiful, unique take on this, which I would love for you to share. Absolutely. I think I'll start with honestly talking about Mark a little bit. Um, Aside from what he's doing as a leader, as a very, very effective, profound leader, he is a man that sees your greatness before you do. And not only does he see your greatness, he holds it until you do. And it's the most uncanny thing. And it's so beautiful. And I know for me, it was, it was what helped me, you know, really see myself beyond the armor that I had around my heart from all my pain. And that gift that he has is something that he is connected to purpose around, right? It is his purpose to help awaken and inspire the human spirit in every individual. So 111 days, and and it is mine too, but for him, it's an uncanny thing that he holds for people. So 111 days to greatness is the ability to give us the tools and the resources and the community to be able to hold each other so that we all see each other's greatness because we all have blind spots. We all have the inability that from based on our journey and our history and, you know, all whatever stuff you've been through, because we've all been through stuff, those things create armor around our hearts that move us away from our magnificence. And so we start seeing through doubt, through fears, through comparison, through I'm not enoughness. And so when you're in a community where we all hold each other and we are witness to each other's greatness, we see you before you could see it yourself. You, we catch a blind spot. We're there for it. And as a community together, we're stronger. One of the biggest myths, I believe, is that you, ha- you have to go it alone. I, nobody that you look up to or that you would love to be like or you mimic or you just are so like in admiration for them, not one single person did it alone. They had somebody in their corner who believed in them, who spoke truth to them, who saw their greatness, who was able to say just the thing they needed at the moment they were wanting to give up. We need each other. And so we're committed to creating this community of light warriors where everybody there is in service, in benevolence, in kindness. We, we raise each other up versus tear each other down. 
We invite everyone to be their unapologetic, beautiful self and bring all of it. We just talked about it this morning. If you feel that you don't fit in to the group that you're around, to the, to the people that you're around, trust me when I tell you, you weren't meant to blend. I would love, I call us all, a, you know, just a bunch of misfits, right? It's just like mm. all over the place. And we love that because we are a beautiful mosaic of life. All colors, you know, we could be, Nikki, you and I could be the best coaches in the world, but I will speak to someone and it won't land. You do it and it does. Like that's the beauty of all of us coming together, right? You'll do the same. You'll speak to someone, it doesn't land. I do it and it lands. That's the gift. There's room for everybody. And in this group, it's all about that collaboration, that, that egregory, that energetic unification that brings us and raises us all up. So in 111 Days to Greatness, we're going to take 111 days and we're going to focus on your mindset. We're going to focus on your heart set because it's super important to understand what emotional blocks are there. It's not enough just to know, right? We can intellectualize our way, but what we're doing is we're knowing our way out of healing. And we're not healing and we find ourselves stuck again. And then we have a bigger reason to beat ourselves up because now we read the book, right? And so we have to make sure that we are connecting with both of them. And lastly, skill set, right? The mindset and the emotion is great, but it does nothing if you don't activate and use inspired, intelligent action. Our outcome is to help you get to your greatness. Unpack egregory for us. Sure. It is, this is a little, I'll give a little bit of explanation because sometimes people think it's woo woo, right? When we talk about, oh, you got great energy, right? Here's the truth about it. I am a trainer for the Institute of Heart Math, which is an organization that has studied the rhythm of the heart for the last almost 40 years. And so what I loved about heart math is it brought in the science behind the language. You got great energy. So if you think about it, our heart, which is our first organ that's in there, that's the one that's mostly connected to wherever the frick we came from, right? It beats. The doctor listens with a stethoscope. What is he listening to? He's listening to the vibrational frequency that the heart is emitting. That's why they can, they're can they listening for the sound. Every heartbeat is emitting a frequency, okay? If you have a heart rate variability monitor on your heart, and you're navigating at stress, sadness, depression, anger, all of those depleting emotions, your rhythm will be chaotic. So the frequency that it's emitting is chaotic in rhythm. Now, if you're vibrating at compassion, love, empathy, um, appreciation, all of those, you have what's called a coherent beat. It's like bump, 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 bump. That's the natural state of being. When that coherence is happening, the communication between the heart and the brain is now open. And that's where you open up to universal intelligence. So meaning aha moments, an idea that popped into your mind, you're like, oh my God, where did that come from? That's when you are able to vibrate at that level, your energy, the energy you're outputting is the energy you're going to draw in. So when I talk about the egregory, it is the collective. When you have a, a, a thousand people in a room, all vibrating in the rhythm of love, all vibrating in the rhythm of like joy, enthusiasm, 
that raises us. It's kind of like we say your life is in direct proportion to the expectation of your peer group or the five people closest to you, right? In that, it's like if you are around five obese people, you will be the sixth. If you're around five wealthy people, you will be the sixth because it's just a product of who we are in belonging, right? We're pa like pack animals. I, I want to be like you. If you're around someone that's always complaining, eventually you'll always complain. It's just the way we are as humans. So when we put a group together, that all energetically, if we could all have heart rate variability monitors, and there was actually a beautiful video that was done at Burning Man, where everybody wore those heart rate variability monitors, and they connected it to this light thing that demonstrated coherence. It was amazing. When we are all vibrating in love, in unity, and bringing each other up, it will literally shift your dynamic. And I can go deeper into the science, Nikki, but Ultimately, it's not just what it does in our mindset and our heart set. It's also what it does to us physically. When you vibrate in a renewing emotion, you literally shift your autonomic nervous system. Life is filled with hypervigilant moments, right? Just watching the news, getting cut off on the freeway. You're, you know, it's like our bodies are just conditioned in this state. And so how can we break that and start conditioning a new behavior? We have to give it a new pathway. And if we don't, we will default to the old. And Lord knows society tells us what's wrong, not what's right. But yet both are always available. If you don't mind, go into the science some more. I'd like to hear that. Sure. So when you are, and, and I do a little grid, right? So on the left side of the grid are all the high energy and low energy depleting emotions, right? So high energy could be anger, rage, frustration, Low energy would be sadness, shame, worry, right? All of those, if you're in that rhythm, your autonomic nervous system and your heartbeat are chaotic and they are jacking cortisol up like a skyrocket. Now, cortisol is the, the main part of stress. I learned that cortisol, when it is jacked up, it takes 13 hours for it to come back down to half. Okay. That's how potent cortisol is. Okay. Now th those are called depleting emotions. They're not positive or negative because, well, emotions are just emotions. They're not good. They're not bad. Sometimes anger is necessary, right? So we call them depleting because they deplete the body. They deplete our, 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 our human system, right? Now on the right side of the grid, we have renewing emotions. Okay. We have high energy renewing emotions. We have low energy renewing emotions. High energy could be enthusiasm, joy, playfulness, love. Low energy could be appreciation, compassion, care, right? There's a lot of, of, of different uh, emotions that goes under there. Now, when you're vibrating on that side of the grid, it activates DHEA, which eats Pac-Man, <laughs> It eats these Pac-Man, eats cortisol like Pac-Man, right? It literally, it is what brings our nervous system into that parasympathetic so that we are at a, at a calm state of being. And in that state, we are now opening ourselves up to an energetic connection to things that we can't even fathom right now, right? Like sometimes when you're in a situation, you're having a really tough problem, you can't see past the problem because you're in contraction around it. You're scared, you're frustrated, and so you can't figure out how to get out of it. When you breathe, 
breath is highly underrated. <laughs> when you breathe and you calm your system and you slow down your heart rate to a place of like asking better questions, like how is this situation or challenge here for my highest and greatest good? What's the opportunity in this moment? What muscle am I being called to build? And you calm your heart rate down, all of a sudden ideas start to pop. And what's happening is you are now replenishing your body to come out of that fight or flight state and you get empowered and fueled and more energy. That's a little nutshell. That's really good. That grid's good. You know, Jesse, like in inside the thought leader work that we teach, um, we really encourage people to draw uh, visual models like this. And I, I think you should have that somewhere and you should teach all of this. You should write it all out with the descriptions of depleting emotions versus renewing emotions. It's in my course. Is it? Oh, okay, great. I'm glad you have that because I would love to see that. I'd love to see a graphic of that and put it out there because I think it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, if I were... I know you're coming to do our Get Booked and Get Paid course in, in February that with, with Mark, and I think that's that's great. I would definitely be talking about this on every single podcast appearance you have. It's very, very powerful. Oh, thank it's you really, very really much for that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful visual to understand what's literally happening in our bodies. It isn't woo-woo. And I mean, I can go further into the energetic pulse that you're sending out to the world. If you're an entrepreneur wanting a business, right? You're really wanting to go out there, but your fear is, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this business. I don't know if, you know, I'm smart enough. Am I as good as so-and-so? And you do everything right. You do everything Nikki tells you, but your yeah, system yeah. is in doubt, is in fear, is in uncertainty. You are the kink and the host to your business. Either you will not attract clients to book calls with you, or you will attract the very same frequency. So if you're in fear and doubt, they'll be in fear and doubt. They'll hear you, they'll listen, but their fear will take over because we call in our energetic match. We call yeah. it in. So it's so important that you, again, navigate yourself, get your mindset strong. Remember, you're here to serve others. You're here to give. If you don't see your product or service, as the cure to cancer, you need some mindset work, right? <laughs> it's like, literally like you, you need to see the value that you're providing. If you're here and you're here to do it and you've been through it yourself, then I say you have a PhD in experience, which to me is far greater than somebody. And I, I don't knock education. I love it. But reading how to climb Mount Everest and actually climbing it are two different things. You know, when I was growing up, my, um, my father used to say all the time, um, son, remember life isn't about uh, money, it's about people. And, and then he'd even say, business isn't even about money, it's about people. And I remember he told this to me, I was eight years old. I'm like, dad, what are you talking about? Of course, business is about money. You have to have money you have to do business and buy things. And he goes, yes, yeah, son, but without people, there's no money. Without people, there's no, there's no need for money. Like with a business is organized to help somebody with some things, help them solve a problem, help them, you know, get food for their family, which they need, which I guess is solving a problem of some kind called hunger. And, you know, I would listen to him and nod my head. I mean, intellectually, I guess it made sense. 
but it took years for it to really sink in. And, and Mark, you know how he always says, life isn't a numbers game, life is a people's game. Yeah. And it was after all these lessons that my dad taught me, when I heard this from Mark, I go, okay, that's what my dad meant. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And in the last little while, I did a coaching session with my beloved. I know everyone tells you, don't let your beloved coach you. And it's usually a good idea, but this was the exception to the rule. <laughs> and we were sitting down and, you know, she just, she just said to me, she says, what's, what's the matter? And I just said, I'm just tired. And she said, she looked at me and she goes, yeah, you, you really, you know, you stand up for everybody in your life. And I said, what do you mean? She says, well, you know, you make sure that our business makes enough money. So I get paid because we work together. You take care of your, you know, things for your ex-wife and your two sons and your clients and everybody's always taken from you. Right. And I go, I guess, yeah. And she said, um, that's what makes you special is that you're somebody who believes in people and you give to people. And she said, you also got to stop letting the wrong people into your space. So that was really good because it had me stop doing that. I've been letting some idiots into my space. Yeah. And with her help, I came to the realization that my father, his legacy was he was a man who always wanted to help people and he always did. Like if you knew him, you were looking for work, Jesse, he would sit you down in his office. He'd call all his business owner buddies and browbeat them until one of them hired you. And then he'd say, okay, off you go. You got a job. Here's the salary. Good luck. And then if you were trying to start a business, he'd sit down and he'd help you think it through. He'd help you go after capital, he'd get some clients, whatever you needed. And if you're trying to buy a car or a house in the bank in Iran, it wouldn't give you all the money sometimes, you know, that you needed. They'd only give you this much and that's that. And so if he knew you, he'd just go, okay, how much do you need? And you'd say whatever. And then he'd, he'd loan you, loan you the money. And then when you tried to pay him back and say, no, 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 that was a gift. Don't worry about it. And, wow. and he, he was really an incredible man, a very, very special man. And I wanted to be like dad. And I learned from him, it's important to believe in people. Everybody needs somebody to believe in them. Everybody, you need it. I need it. Mark needs it. Everybody needs that. Very much. And then- from Mark, I learned that not only do you need as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, someone to believe in you, you also need to have the ability to persuade people of your dreams and visions, right? You need to be good at sharing your dreams and visions, and you need to be able to do it in such a way that the people that could use your help are going to go, yes, so you can grow your business, you can make all your dreams come true. And I wrote that down when I was doing that coaching session with Teresa. My superpower is I believe in people. And I stand for them to become really good at sharing their uh, dreams and visions persuasively through thought leadership, through all the sales techniques that Mark taught me and all that good stuff. And everything that you've been sharing here to me just reinforces how important that is, how important it is to be a part of a community, a place where people believe in you, people love you. And people stand for you to be better at sharing persuasively your dreams and visions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much. Well, you know, and it was a lesson. I actually mentioned it on the call this morning. Um, you know, I'm always telling my children, you know, if you could just see yourself through my lenses, right? Like I see their yeah. greatness. I see their beauty. I see their potential. I see all of that. 
And I had a, a moment, again, a connection with God, spirit, whatever you call it, like just said, do you know why you say that? And I'm like, mm. and I just listened. He said, because that's me saying it to you. Yes. Like imagine if you can see yourself through God's lenses, right? Like divine perfection, beautiful. Like everything about you is just right versus the, the beliefs that we put on ourselves about ourselves based on what happened. So like you say, you believe in people. I believe that I see people through God's lenses, whatever that is. Mm. I see the soul, right? I see, I, I see beneath the veil of the heart armor that was created in our pain. And I help unpack that so that we can get you to freedom, to get you to greatness, to unleash all of the barriers that are preventing you. Because my belief is that there is no limitation to you. There's only the belief that there is one. That's it. And we're human. We all do it. Like you said, we need each other. We need each other to remind us. I still, you know, my, my girlfriend, M Melissa, you know, we, we go back and forth and we literally, it's just like, oh, I was feeling this. She's like, don't you dare. I'm not going to let you not on my watch, you know? And we do that for each other because we're human. We can be connected, you know, to all kinds of source and all of that wisdom and intelligence. And there's still a human having a human experience. And you know what? We go through our own doubts and fears. And yeah, we have tools to navigate them, so we do. But make no mistake, the value of having that, that person believe in you or just say the right thing or just look at you a certain way, say you've got this, right? Mark, uh, one of the things that I like have on my desk right here that, that to remind me all the time was one of the very first times that I was going to uh, deliver for a group of 300 people. It was 300 people the first time, and then the, the next day, it was going to be the top 30 executives, right? So first, it was all employees, then it was the executives. And I was really feeling good about it because I'd been coaching the owner for years, but it was that pivotal moment where it was just right before, and I was like, oh my God, they paid a lot of money, you know? And I was like, I got to deliver that value, and I got a little nervous, and I just picked up the phone and called Mark, and, and I told him, I go, okay, so I, I'm just, I'm, I'm right here, I'm doing good, but I'm just feeling this, and he goes, oh, that's easy. He goes, just focus on them. And that's all he said, and focus on them is literally right here on my computer because it reminded me, I'm like, oh yeah, like get out of the way, Jesse. This isn't about you. This is about them. And when I was able to show up for them and see what do they need, what do they want, what is the greatest thing? And I always do a prayer before I go on stage or, or before I talk. It's like, you know, please open up my channel to deliver whatever it is that needs to be said to create the greatest value right now for these people. Right. And, and it just, that was all I needed. And when we start to do that, I believe we open up to providence. We open up to wisdom we didn't even know we had because we're speaking to people beneath the veil. We're speaking to their soul. So people start to hear you here, not here. That makes all the difference. Wow, Jesse, this is like deep, deep stuff. <laughs> you know, with, we always with go Mark, into deep very different. With Mark, it was a very different conversation. Very powerful conversation. It was a very different conversation. This is like deep. I really love it. Well, so, you know, this is the aspect of, of, you know, why I'm so passionate about 111 days is because, I mean, honestly, if you look in the group right now, oh my gosh, it's just like, it, on one hand, it breaks my heart. And on the other hand, I'm excited as like crazy because people are starving for this connection. You know, COVID really, really 
just put a wedge, right? For the huggers, the struggle was real, right? Yeah, we were like torn true. away from yeah. each other, right? It's like, yeah. you know, and, and so we're just so hungry for belonging, for connection. Um, you know, the society shows us man's inhumanity to man. It shows us all the, the horrible things that are happening in the world. My mother watches the news and calls me and she's like, Jesse, the world, it's terrible. And I said, no, mom, it's not. I said, there are a lot of terrible things happening. Yes, for sure. However, there's a lot of beauty. I said, go get your tissues and Google random acts of kindness and just sit there and watch the beauty of humanity. But here's the thing. It's not what we're shown. So our outcome is to create a movement, a movement of light warriors, because we're looking for each other. All of you that didn't belong, all, the, all of you that felt alone, that thought you were the wrong baby. I thought I was the wrong baby. Somebody switched me in the freaking hospital because my family, I'm so like the, the black sheep. Right. But for all of you that are out there seeking your tribe, your community, we're building it because we get it. We've been there. We see you and we invite you to come join us to shine that light in the world. And we do it by healing ourselves first. That's one of the biggest things is that we're ready to give to everybody. But if we don't heal ourselves, we're not doing a service because we cannot give beyond the capacity with which we love ourselves. You know, this is very true. Um, and I like the way that you phrased it. We cannot give beyond the capacity with which we love ourselves. You know, in some of the men's work that I've done, it's been said that for a man, when you are going out there to pick your life partner, your your beloved, the, the woman you're going to start a family with, one of the things that they tell young men is, be careful. Make sure that she loves herself. And the first time I heard that, I go, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? Make sure she loves herself. You know, her capacity and ability to love you and your children is is only as great as her capacity to love herself. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, that was freaking deep. And it was a men's group. Like you're 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 not thinking you're gonna hear this in a men's group, right? You're gonna hear about, you know, doing doing like practical shit. But that was like, <laughs> damn. Well, like, here's the thing: damn. if if you don't do that, what happens is if you could imagine the cup of of Nikki. And I'm just using you as an example. I know this isn't true, but if your cup was half full mm. and you're looking to fill it with the love of a woman, come on, I just, mm. I'm, I'm half full. I need you to help me fill my own love cup. Then it becomes a needy versus a want, right? And it's like, it's not the, the, the complete each other. It's literally my cup is full with my love and I get to love you from the overflow. Amen. And that's when we both come together that way. Now that love is rich. It's a choice. It's I want you. I don't need you, but I want you. Right. Yeah. And, and, and now that union is that much more potent because there's not this, you know, there's not insecurity or jealousies or any of that because no, my cup is full. I'm full with my own love. I know my value. I know the greatness of my being. I know the greatness of my partnership, not perfect, but I know who I am and I choose to love you. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen, sister. No, this is good. This is this is very powerful. This is very good. So, Jesse, um, someone wants to do the 111 Days to Greatness program. What do they got to do? All they got to do is click on the link that I'm going to give you to put in the, these show notes and join. Please. It is $111 total. <laughs> it is like a giveaway. It is truly our gift, right? Because we really, really, really want to build this community. Again, the movement. We need to empower you, right? And we're going to bring the mindset, the hearts, the skill set so that you can maximize the results in your life and you can go to greatness because good is a concept. You know, honestly, Jesse, the price is, is nothing. And um, I was talking to Mark uh, today and, you know, I, I run my own group and I've been thinking, man, should our, should folks from our group be in this group? I mean, there's a part of me that just goes, well, you know, it could confuse them. They're in two different groups, blah, 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 two different communities. But at the same time, you know, I was talking to Mark and he said, look, Nikki, what matters is that they're good, heart-driven people and they get some of the, some of the mindset and other skills that'll help you make them more successful. And honestly, that's the freaking truth, man. I believe in this. I mean, I send up myself. I've, I've sent, I, I've invited over 150 people to join the group uh, you know, on Facebook and a whole bunch did. I don't know how many, but I keep getting notifications. So-and-so accepted your invitation to join. Awesome. White Warriors group. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's great. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what matters uh, is it that is. you're part of a community and people can be in multiple communities. I'm in multiple communities. I'm in a men's group. I'm in the light warriors of them, the community that I run with Teresa and blah, blah, blah. So I, I can't endorse this highly enough. It's the enrichment of the human spirit. It's, it's the enrichment of the human spirit. And when you're able to open up your heart and for me, you know, it's all about that heart because our heart is, is, has been hurt. You know, our heart has been hurt. We've been in vulnerable situations and we're afraid to open. But I got to tell yeah. you, when you drop that armor and you open, it is catnip to the spirit. <laughs> it is like, it is just so like electric and whatever you want, you can have, right? Because you're moving the limitations away from the belief that you can't have it, that you are not, my whole family was poor. I, you know, I, nobody succeeded beyond, you know, flipping burgers at McDonald's. Who, who am I to think that I could, you know, like, oh my God, it's just belief. And we want to build a community of people that hold each other from all walks of life. Gosh, we have people that have made millions and we have people that are just starting out. It doesn't matter. We're here to awaken that human spirit. When that's awakened, now we can give you the skill set and the tools to help you do whatever. Like you said, then they come back to you, Nikki, and now you help them because we've removed all the, the cobwebs yeah. that are preventing yeah. them right yeah. now. Amen. 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 God bless you. God love you. Uh, Jesse, we're going to put the uh, sign up link in the show notes. So, Jesse, we end every show by asking you, as our guest expert, for your top three expert action steps. These are the three bullet points of your best pieces of advice for my listener to take themselves to a place they've never been before. So, what say you? 
Mm. They are going to sound very simplistic, but I got to tell you, they're so potent. When Mm. you find yourself limited, stuck, where that rumination in your brain is just nonstop. Oh, what about this? What about that? Or I need to do that. Or so-and-so did this. And maybe I should do that. I mean, you get so clouded. Stop. Stop. Breathe. Okay. Connect to your breath. The connection to breath is what causes your autonomic system to calm down so that you could open up to creativity. Second, whatever your practice is, meditation, prayer, whatever it is, stop and go do it. Maybe it's just stillness. There's wisdom that's awaiting for you beyond the the mindset limitations that you can't access when you're in the middle of the jungle. You got to get out so you could see the horizon is right there beyond the trees. And then lastly, listen and trust. Listen and trust. Whatever comes through in the moment of stillness, breath, or meditation, or prayer, listen and trust. How many times, me personally too, how many times did I hear what I asked for and then went on and said, no, that's not it. And I did something else. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. I get it. But as I consider myself a disruptor, meaning, you know, if everybody's going left, I'm going to be looking at what's going on over here at the right, right? Just because I just, I don't want to just be the, the sheeple, right? And so I'm like, if, if, if it doesn't make sense on paper, but it makes sense in your nervous system, it makes sense you get turned on with like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. And then you take it to your friend or you take it to your mentor and they're like, no, that's not it. No, you need to change it. You need to do the, trust your inner knowing, even when it doesn't make sense. And I'll close with this. I did a, a study when I uh, became a trainer for heart math. You have to present in front of the panel of teachers. And I chose uh, as my pseudo audience is high level executives. And what I brought in was a study on um, in intuitive business decisions. And I found a um, Harvard review. I found a Forbes magazine article. And I was able to allocate a specific company that, that could say they had $67 million additional dollars because of intuitive business decisions. And that is just trusting when uh, you got something across your desk, it's a deal on papers like check, 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 check. It looks amazing. This is perfect. And you get a gut feeling that says, no, I don't think I should take this. And everyone gets upset and is like, what are you talking about? It looks great. It's just like, but you feel there's something off? Trust it. And they have done that. And then they saw where somebody else t- took that idea and it told, it went up and then it tanked. Right? Or something that didn't make sense on paper. That's a dumb idea. That's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. But you feel like, no, there's something about this and you go with it. Watch what happens. We are taught to move away from our intuition, but there's something greater at work. And when you're on purpose and you're wanting to serve, take those three steps. Breathe, pray or meditate, be in stillness, silence your mind, learn how to do it. I know some people are like, I can't, my mind is racing all over. It's like, that's okay. Get in the movie theater of your mind and just watch the thoughts come and go. Just watch them go until they slow down and you're able to see beneath the veil of your thoughts Mm. because you are not your thoughts. You are the actual awareness beneath the thought per Eckhart Tolle. 
right? And when you're able to do that, you're going to be able to listen and hear to ideas and situations or resourcefulness to get out of a difficult situation that you couldn't have had when you're in the noise of the tornado of your brain. So that to me is gold. I've done it myself recently when I find myself in a funk. I'm like, I literally will push everything away. I will change an appointment and I will go in my meditation room and just sit because I know that I'm going to be 10 times more productive when I get myself back to equilibrium. And let me tell you, that could be five minutes or 30 minutes. I prefer 30, but even five minutes helps. So you, you have the time. You don't not have the time to do it, honestly, because you'll end up doing more busy work and you won't be productive. So those are my three. Amen, sister. These are fantastic expert action steps. So listener, Jesse Torres, my sister from another mister. She is the real deal. 111 Days to Greatness is a phenomenal new opportunity for you to get connected to an egregory, a peer group that'll elevate you. I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm doing it. Teresa's joining me and you should too. The information's going to be in the show notes. And I want you to also just go Google Jesse Torres, Google Fierce Grace, find out all about what she's doing, what she's up to. You can come to unshakablelife.com. Find out about unshakablelife.com. Thank you. We'll, we'll put all that information in the show notes as well. Because okay. she's the real deal. She's cool. And uh, Jesse, at some point this year, we got to come do your course. I want to come and learn all about this stuff. This sounds like it's fun. So you're going to do my course. I'm going to do your course. There you go. We'll, uh, we'll figure it all out. That's a beautiful Perfect. thing. I love it. Okay. And um, it's an honor to have you here. This was really a fun conversation. I hope you got as much out of it as I did. I sure did. Thank you, Nikki. As always, it's so great to sit with you. You bet. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about the one, the only, the legendary Jesse Torres, go to the show notes and go to her website, which is in the show notes. Check her out. Check out 111 Days to Greatness. Hope you sign up. I'd love to see you there. And let's really, really make 2024 the best year of your life. Until next time, bye-bye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.